Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for free. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com slash busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I look back at a very different and memorable SummerSlam from last night. We talk about the two main events, your Universal Championship match between Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt and a return at the end of that match. And of course, the classic wrestling match between Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. Also, you have my power rankings and also AEW Dynamite and NXT TakeOver. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Talking about SummerSlam from last night. Not only did Roman Reigns return, not only did he spear Bray Wyatt, but he also speared Braun Strowman. So, you know, there was a lot of speculation, especially on our show yesterday, Bully, about, you know, who could be returning. Tommy mentioned Brock Lesnar. But we get the return of Roman Reigns. I got to be honest, Bully, I did not, to use their their motto, I did not see that coming. And you'll never see it coming. And I'm glad Roman Reigns showing up was the use of the tagline, you'll never see it coming, because Tom Phillips was pretty quick. It was one of them. I think it was Tom Phillips was pretty quick to hit that tagline, you'll never see it coming, after the Drew McIntyre backslide on Randy Orton, which I love, which I loved and yeah, we'll, we'll get, get into, but I'm like, wow, you, the whole tagline was based on a backslide? <laughs> that That's a bit of a letdown, you know? That, yeah, that, that, but that, I knew... I knew it wasn't bully. You know why? Because he's like you said, he he laid it on so thick oh. and said it so many times. I was like, all right, that can't be it. There must be something else that's going to happen. And obviously, it was Roman Reigns. Great to see the return of Roman Reigns. Roman looked awesome. He looked leaner. He looked extremely healthy. Looked great. Couple of spears. Uh, 
We're going to get Roman back on Monday Night Raw tonight. That's for sure. Good to see him back in the WWE. Hope he's 100% healthy. Hope his twins are healthy. Hope his wife, his family, everybody's doing well. And let's now let's press that big pedal on the big dog and see what happens. Now, a lot of people on social media after that happened, when the show went off the air, Bully, are like, all right, now we're getting a heel Roman Reigns. This is what we've wanted to see from Roman Reigns. I don't necessarily am going to judge Roman from what happened last night, that now he's a heel because he speared Bray Wyatt he speared Braun Strowman I think that was more Roman Reigns making a statement that I'm back and I'm headed for that WWE Universal Championship you know what I found really interesting and I'm connecting some dots here there are are people out there who are completely guessing at who the leader of retribution is and I've heard the name Roman Reigns get thrown out there now you really wouldn't, you know, put two and two together with Roman being the the leader of retribution. And I think maybe you threw this out there last week that maybe Roman's mad because he got pulled from the main event of WrestleMania. Maybe I think you threw that out. Somebody threw that out with me. I did. Yeah. I threw that out just because like they never explained it. So I thought that might be something I kind of was just throwing it up against the wall. Okay, did you by any chance watch that WWE Network special that aired right after uh, SummerSlam last night? Yes. Yes, I did. Do you remember when Braun Strowman was talking about the phone call that him and Roman had about Roman being pulled from the match with Goldberg and Braun being put in? Yep. Braun said that Roman was really, really upset about it. Now, I didn't, I couldn't glean whether Braun meant Roman was upset because of the timing of it and he knew the right thing was to go take care of his children or if he was upset because he got pulled from the match even though he wanted to be there yeah his kids were just born but he lives about 70 miles away So it's not like he couldn't have been there for his kids being born and go do the shot at Mania at the Performance Center and be home in time to tuck the kids in for bed. You know what I mean? True. So, but Braun's saying that, I don't know if he he didn't use the word pissed off. Like, he was really angry. He was really disgruntled about it. So that got me scratching my my head. I'm like, hmm, maybe LeGreca's onto something. Yeah, and, and again, it's speculation. We did not see Retribution last night. Retribution has been causing havoc on every Raw and SmackDown. And here's the biggest show since WrestleMania. Here's the second biggest show for the WWE. And there's no retribution. Now, at the same time, I'm glad there was no retribution. I thought it was a great wrestling show. I didn't want anything to get mucked up. But, Bully, you said this before the show, and it's interesting. Maybe we did see retribution last night and didn't know it. Maybe you did. Maybe even more than seeing retribution last night, maybe you saw the leader of retribution last night. And this will make for all great back storytelling. Well, thank God, Retro, like if, if they come out on uh, uh, Raw tonight and somebody says, well, thank God we didn't see Retribution last night. And somebody else turns around and goes, I got to tell you, we did see Retribution last night. Well, what? What? What do you mean? And then they just leave it alone like that. It's got you scratching your head. Giant question mark on the situation. So we still don't know who the leader is. I don't. Listen. SummerSlam is WWE's second biggest pay-per-view of the year, right behind WrestleMania. Retribution has been showing up week after week on Raw and SmackDown. 
but now they don't show up on SummerSlam? You want to destroy Raw, you want to destroy SmackDown, you want to make a name for yourself, you want people to sit up and take notice, but you didn't destroy SummerSlam. Why? How does that make sense? Were they not available? Were they home watching SummerSlam in their mother's basements? What were they doing? Eating milk and cookies? They weren't drinking bottles of Taramana like me. No, they weren't. Or maybe they were, and they just couldn't make it to SummerSlam. <laughs> maybe they were doing sits like Mark Henry, and face down, ass up. But you know what? You said that they maybe also Kevin Owens on commentary. He mentioned retribution. He said he didn't mention retribution. He said retribution. They're like, and everybody's like, whoa, you know, maybe Kevin Owens is behind mm. retribution. Hey, mm. you don't know. But that's what's fun. I mean, not seeing them last night is probably making them even more of a puzzle and makes you want to figure out what exactly is going on here. So maybe we do get an answer tonight on Monday Night Raw. But speaking of Roman Reigns, since we have a ton of of callers, Bully, that want to join in on the conversation today, let's go right to him. Let's go out to Kira in New York. Kira, I know you want to talk about Roman Reigns from last night. Yes, I do. So first of all, uh, before I get into Roman Reigns, I just want to say I had so much fun at the party. I think my favorite part, Bully, I don't know if you'll remember this. I'm sure Mark won't remember this. But Mark picks up a stormtrooper. I forgot who was talking, but Mark just picks up a stormtrooper. And Bully picks up two different lightsabers. You picked up two different lightsabers. And I don't know why I found it as funny as I did, but I thought it was just hilarious. So now back on the Roman. So... I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm like a huge Roman Reigns fan, but I've always liked him. I grew up watching him wrestle, and I'm still growing up, so I still see him on my TV. And I've never not liked him. I understand why people don't like him, because I know for a period of time he was shoved in our face a lot. But I hope people can sort of drop that almost grudge. I can't think of a better word for it. But for people to sort of drop that. I mean, he hasn't been on TV in, what, five months? With, like, no acknowledgement of his name since the beginning of April? There hasn't been any mention of Roman Reigns since WrestleMania. Even at, even at WrestleMania 36, there was no mention. So you, you have to go back to the beginning of April, end of March, since the last time you saw Roman Reigns on WWE TV. Exactly. So I'm hoping that these people, well, or not these people, that, but just people who were annoyed that he was on television so much before, like, not even, even when he came back from uh, his leukemia, I mean, he was on, but he wasn't on that much compared to what had been previously. But I just hope people can drop the sort of grudge or a sort of stigma against him for being on television too much and just come to accept him and just watch him with a neutral sort of um, per- perception of him instead of automatically having this, oh, I don't like Roman, he's on television too much, someone shows to be on instead of him. Yeah, Kira, I mean, I think a great call by Kira Bully because that was the perception of Roman Reigns, a bit of like what we saw with Charlotte in in Roman Reigns' absence about, you know, kind of being shoved down our throat. But you look at his battle with leukemia, him being off of TV, him making that comeback. When he made the comeback, he wasn't thrown into the main event. He was on a mid-card match at WrestleMania 35. And over the last year, You know, you didn't really see much of him. He kind of built himself back up. 
wasn't on Raw, wasn't drafted to Raw, drafted to SmackDown, and then since WrestleMania 36, and at WrestleMania 36, you didn't see him at all. So that perception of Roman Reigns being shoved down your throat, I think that's something that you look back, that's so 2018. It's not 2020. Listen, hopefully fans respond to Roman based on Roman's performance and based on what creative gives to him. It's going to be interesting to see the direction that they go in with Roman. A lot of people, like you just said a little earlier on, looking at Roman as a heel right now. I'm not quite sure why they would, but whatever. I don't think Roman Reigns as a heel is what the millions and millions of people in the WWE universe who support Roman want to see especially after his very real-life situation with leukemia. so But if they did go in that direction, I'd be all for it as long as the story is right. That's the beauty of pro wrestling when it's done correctly, as long as the story makes sense and it's with the right character. You could do just about anything you want. Too many times we're getting a story that doesn't fit a character or a character that doesn't fit a story and they force it to us. And we're like, wait a minute, come on now. This this doesn't make sense. So hopefully they'll be on the right track with Roman. I know as far as what I saw last night, great, uh, gr- great uh, reintroduction to the WWE universe. Great return for Roman. Looked great. Wishing nothing but the best for him. And here's the other thing. People that think Roman Reigns is going to be a heel, that show ended with him holding that championship title above his head. Who's the champion? It's Bray Wyatt, a heel. So, you know, he's going to be a babyface. There's no doubt about it. Plus, Bully, I think you would agree, the WWE is starving for a babyface that could get them some mainstream attention and also could get them just a little bit of something more towards a John Cena, which they have not have. They don't have it right now. Maybe, just maybe, Roman Reigns could be that guy. 877 Wait, wait, wait. Before we go, before you throw, I want to ask you one quick question. What has Retribution been doing every time they show up? Just beat people down, destroy, destruction, destroy the ring, destroy the ropes, destroy the commentary. And then what do they do? They run off. They show up, they destroy everything, and they leave, right? Yes. What did Roman's shirt say last night? It said uh, it said something along those same lines. I don't remember specifically what it said, but it was it was something like you know, kick ass and and leave, right, or something along those lines. It oh, said, wreck everyone, wreck everyone and leave. That's what the T-shirt said. Wreck everyone and leave. Wow, interesting. Summer is time to start prepping for your fantasy football draft with Fantasy Sports Radio. Touchdown! This year, it's also time for fantasy baseball players to do the same. It is gone! Listen for expert advice to dominate your fantasy football and baseball drafts. Will Garrett Cole be the first pitcher taken? 12 strikeouts for Garrett Cole. Now celebrating our 10th year, bringing you the best fantasy sports radio on Sirius 210 XM87. Let's get into Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt for a second, Bully, because... They went the cinematic route, didn't work. I thought last night worked with Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt, and now you have a new universal champion in the fiend, Bray Wyatt. So something, for lack of a better word, doesn't click with me with the fiend. And this is a me problem, 
not a you problem. I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but I'm going to try to put it out there um, the best I can and tell me if you agree or not. I am 99.9% into everything I see from The Fiend. Love it, love it, love it, love it. And then the bell rings. And it's just a wrestling match. And no matter if it's a good wrestling match or not, it's weird to see The Fiend sell. And it's kind of like this carrying cross thing and with, the, with The Fiend. Like, obviously, The Fiend loves pain. So, somehow, once the match starts, it just becomes another wrestling match to me. And I don't know how you get around it. Like I said, this is a me problem. It almost seems like once the entrance is over, once the pop and circumstance of the, the, the Firefly Funhouse and the promos and the vignettes and the Hollywood stuff they do and the him popping up out of nowhere and his sinister laugh and the split personalities. All right, let's have a wrestling match. And it, it, I don't know. It was a good wrestling match. Don't get me wrong. I like what they did. Congratulations to The Fiend becoming Universal Champion again. But I wonder if there's a way to spice up a Fiend wrestling match. I know they tried to do the red light, which I originally liked, but then I yeah. thought it sucked. I, I, and and it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a lighting issue. I, I, I don't know. Am I making any sense, Dave? Please feel free to tell me to shut the F up. No, I'm not going to because it's your feeling and, you know, you're dealing with a character and a gimmick, kind of like what we saw the, the early years of The Undertaker, where it's like, well, how do you beat this guy? Because he does, like you said, he likes pain. You know, when he's Bray Wyatt, he turns into the fiend. So, you know, and now you want him to compete in a wrestling match. And they went the way of doing wonky stuff, like you said, the red lights or the pile of chairs on top, but yet he still survives. And the fans hated it. I have to admit, of all the Fiends matches, last night might be the better one because it kind of it kind of played into the story, but yet was still a damn good wrestling match. I think there's certain things when you paint yourself into a corner that it's really hard to escape from it. I think that's why I didn't want to see a championship title on Bray Wyatt. Because if you're this unbeatable force, if you're this fiend that loves pain, well, then how do you beat somebody like that? You know, and why would the fiend Bray Wyatt even care about a championship? You know, he seems to care more about souls and getting back at people and vengeance than he would about a championship strap around his waist. It's going to be, that's why I'm a little concerned about what's going to happen now, because obviously this is going to gear towards Roman Reigns. Because when it's geared towards, you know, Braun Strowman, you get it. Braun Strowman's a monster. Braun Strowman was part of the Wyatt family. It made sense. The story made sense. You're connecting the dots there, and it's logical. Now, when you're going to Roman Reigns, right away, I'm thinking of Bray Wyatt, the Shield and the Wyatt family. I don't know how that's going to work with The Fiend. And I think a lot of the concerns that you have, Bully, might come more to light once we are more geared towards Roman Reigns than Braun Strowman. Maybe you're right. I like the idea that they keep The Fiend away from gratuitous matches. Every match with him has a big match feel. Less is more. I do like that. It's just, man, when that bell rings, I, I, I almost feel like this character is just, he's beyond anything. 
And I almost, I almost feel like he would want to get beat up more. The, as if, as if the strategy was, his strategy was the more pain that you inflicted on him, you were only doing yourself a disservice because the stronger he got, because he's so maniacal. I know I'm probably not doing a great job of explaining myself. I just, and I said this from the very beginning, we saw the fiend. I said, once that bell rings, something, something has to happen. Let me end on this because I might not be making sense to anybody. I know I'm making sense to myself. And if anybody can understands what I'm talking about, tweet me, help me out here. He's doing a phenomenal job. End of story. Yeah. And, and really quick. We talked about it. With it's Goldberg. not about his wrestling matches. It's not about the way Bray or the Fiend wrestles. It's not his in-work ability. It's about the fact that the Fiend has to have wrestling matches. Yeah. It, just, it feels weird. It feels weirder that the Fiend has to have wrestling matches than the Undertaker does. Listen, here, how's this? With all of this new cinematic way of shooting things, if you only gave me the fiend in cinematic style matches, I'd love it. Yeah, but it's funny. I think that fits him better. I, I get it, but you know what? I did not like the cinematic match between Bray and Braun, and I loved the match between Bray and Braun last night. That wasn't a cinematic match. So, like, I understand what, you, but I understand character wise and gimmick wise and personality wise. And then he's, you know, he's in a match, but. I'm trying to fo follow this logically. A lot of people are upset when Goldberg beat him for the championship, right? And everybody's like, you just buried Bray Wyatt. But Bray Wyatt popped back right up after that match, and he explained at the Firefly Funhouse that next SmackDown that he has a bigger plan in place. Maybe this involves Braun and Roman. Obviously, he just beat Braun Strowman, won that title back, and he beat Braun at his own game. Don't forget, Braun last night's the one that cut up the ring, exposed the, that wood, but it you know, backfired on him. Now we're going to get Roman Reigns. It's going to be interesting to see, Bully, what happens next with The Fiend and Roman Reigns. And speaking of The Fiend and Roman Reigns, let's go out to Corey in Illinois. Corey, what do you want to say about both Roman and The Fiend? So for 22 years, I've been watching wrestling. And I started to get out of it. Um, I started to kind of just go away from it. The Fiend, all the top characters like The Undertaker, Stone Cold brought me back into it. And I agree with Foley. I absolutely 100% agree with Foley. There is something off about The Fiend when he gets in the ring. But everything else he's done on top of that, I'm just afraid if they don't do the story right with Roman, I don't know how it's going to progress. I don't know how it's going to turn out. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and these are the discussions we've had before. But you know what, Bully? Maybe if we were having... Uh, a busted open 30 years ago, we might be saying the same thing about The Undertaker. How do you take this this dead man that walks around like a zombie, how are you going to have him in competitive matches and then finally having him a match where he's wrestling for a championship? But it worked, it clicked, and some of the greatest matches we've ever seen have been with The Undertaker. Maybe somehow, some way, we see the fiend Bray Wyatt transform more in what we saw with The Undertaker, you know, later on his, in his career. I don't know. But you know what, Bully? I'm, I'm going to go along with the ride because, like you said, I love the character. I love the gimmick. 
And you know what? Last night I loved the match. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take this train and see where it goes. When it comes to depth of character and the ability to pull off a character like that, I'd say it's very hard to find anybody else in the WWE who does the phenomenal job that Bray Wyatt does with The Fiend. Uh, he uh, reminds me of that guy from the movie Split. Um, I love the, you know, the, the two different personalities. Hell, there might even be more personalities. That's the beauty of this character. There's options to go deeper and deeper and deeper. It seems like... Everything that we've gotten from him so far between the funhouse and his his maniacal mind and the great promos, whether it's the fiend just standing there, or Bray Wyatt talking, the let me in. It's like this giant crescendo, this giant buildup, and then a wrestling bell rings and we have to start having a wrestling match. It almost takes me out of this 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 feeling I have that this guy is actually bigger than a pro wrestling match. Maybe the cinematic style matches. Now, maybe you just didn't like the cinematic style because of the story that was told or the swamp gimmick, but maybe all of his matches should take place in like, I don't know, the creepiest parts of his, his opponent's minds. Like, I don't know. Uh, let, 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 let's say, uh, what, what is Roman Reigns' biggest fear? I don't know. Let's say we expose Roman Reigns' biggest fear. Uh, let's just say Roman Reigns' biggest fear was graveyards, and that's where the match had to take place in a graveyard. I, I know it's not a graveyard, boneyard. I'm just saying the first thing that popped in my head, the fiend lures you in to your biggest fears and then makes you fight your fear as you're fighting him in that cinematic style to me that fits that character it's not just about a 20 by 20 wrestling ring and ring the bell and a referee and a blah blah to me that's a disconnect with that character i believe that character is beyond wrestling matches the experts of mlb network radio watch how you're landing if you're pitching you're not in line so now you're losing power you're losing strength ryan spielborgs you're gonna have arm side run you're not gonna be as accurate you're gonna lose power you're gonna lose velocity that's where we're at it's no longer a feel now we can actually take data from force plates that can show you you're costing yourself energy baseball talk at the next level mlb network radio sirius 209 xm 89 and on the sirius xm app you wouldn't know you're not going to beat me to the punch because you said I should save this bottle or the, whatever's left in this bottle for the third hour of the show. Then I said maybe I should save it for the third hour of Monday Night Raw. But since we have your power rankings coming up right now, I think I need this bottle more than ever. So in case of emergency, break glass and send the rock and Terramana tequila to the rescue. Here we go. Because I don't want to have to deal with oh. your power rankings. Here this we is go, Bull. This is going to suck. I already had a bacon, egg, and cheese. This oh. on top. I'm going to be shitting flames for an hour. Here we go. Feel the burn, Bully. Bully is downing right now as we speak. The rest of the holy shit! How would you? How are you possibly able to do that? That oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! He just finished off the entire <laughs> bottle of tequila. I want to. Oh, so I want to. I want to throw up just watching that bully. Oh my god! You're so. <laughs> it feels so good when it hits your lips. Oh my god! I don't. I don't but believe it burns that. It's like all. a mother trucker on the way down. Oh my god, bully! Are you okay? No. 
but Holy at least shit, I'll get through your power you. rankings. You look like you're gonna pass out. You look like you're gonna. Are you? Are you okay? Oh my oh. god! You look like you're gonna pass out. Wow. <laughs> wow. The things I do. It's gone. Now it's officially gone. Right? It's empty. Yeah. Uh, don't. No more, please. Yes, it's, it's empty. Not a drop in there. Gone. The Rock would be proud. If this doesn't get the Rock on the show, nothing will. This should make your power rankings pretty. All right. <laughs> I almost want to put you number one on my power rankings <laughs> after doing that. That is amazing. Oh, yeah. Your power rankings look hot now. Uh, <laughs> oh, give it to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those power <laughs> rankings look so good right now. Uh, this, let me just say, Mike, the video guy, this is the video you're going to put up for my power rankings on the SiriusXM app today oh because this is going to be absolutely incredible here we go <laughs> did somebody turn on the heat in this room yeah let me get through this while you're still feeling all right. the effects all right, all right here yeah, because you're still feeling now. it now all right at number five somebody who we just spoke about again it was the main event of SummerSlam, and he captured the wwe universal championship with another sister abigail here is your winner That's right. At number five, you heard it. Bray Wyatt after becoming the new Universal Champion. At number four, this is where you might kill me, but maybe not because I think you might pass out either that or throw up. At number four, I have a couple of debuts that we saw this weekend. Dominic's got his hands on the kendo stick. Doing? I'm trying to manipulate Seth Rollins on the top turn. through the table. My goodness. All right, at number four, and you may kill me, or maybe not. You may be dead already. And I have Dominic and Pat McAfee at four. Those debuts. And, of course, you got to give credit to Seth, and you got to give credit to Adam Cole. Britt Baker said, give Adam Cole a million-dollar deal after that match on Saturday. But, man, we always talk about the debut of Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania in New Orleans. Man, you talk about the bar that was set this weekend with Dominic and Pat McAfee, and they're at number four. At number three, you got to go back to Saturday, the main event of NXT TakeOver. But Karrion Cross is intent on draining Lee of any strength. Keith Lee in an agonizing position right now. That's right. Karrion Cross capturing that NXT championship carrying cross at number three at number two bully it wasn't from Smackdown it wasn't from NXT TakeOver and it wasn't from SummerSlam at number two wow, no, I can't believe this and new TNT champion Mr. Brody that's right, Brody Lee at number two after not only winning the TNT Championship. Are you okay, Bully? Yeah, I'm good. Keep going. All right, I think you're loving these power rankings. Uh, not only winning the TNT Championship, not only destroying the TNT Championship, but destroying Cody Rhodes. Brody Lee at number one. And to me, the match of the weekend and the wrestler of the weekend is my number one. Oh, McIntyre's picking up steam. Now momentum on the side. Overhead growing up rally. And now it's McIntyre. That's right. Drew McIntyre capturing that 
are defending that WWE Championship at number one. So my power rankings for this week. At number five, Bray Wyatt. At number four, the debuts of Dominic and Pat McAfee. At number three, Karrion Cross. At number two, Brody Lee. And at number one, Drew McIntyre. Who's your number four again? I have the, uh, I, again, I'll say it again. Uh, the debuts of Dominic and Pat McAfee. Okay. You got Bray at five? Yes. At number five, Bray Wyatt. So Bray Wyatt wins the Universal Championship for the second time in the main event of SummerSlam at five and Drew retains against Randy and he's at one? Yes, that's right. How is Bray not at two? I'll give you Drew at one. Uh, but, I mean, winning a championship on a... Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> 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 winning a championship on a pay-per-view like SummerSlam has to be way up there. I mean, I could make an argument for Bray being number one. Drew retained. Bray won the championship. He did. He did win the championship. Okay, but so that- I'm gonna, I'll, I'll even give it to you. Why didn't you put Bray at two? Because, honestly, watching Brody Lee win that TNT championship on Saturday and the way he, not only the way he won that match, the way he dominated that match and made a statement like he did on Saturday, I had to give the nod to Brody Lee over Bray Wyatt. Okay, fine. Why didn't you put Bray at three? Again, that match with Karrion Cross and Keith Lee at NXT TakeOver, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, no I got to give Karrion Cross no the nod at three. No way. I'm not going to argue with the people on your list, but you having Bray at five is atrocious. Even in a drunken stupor, I know that. He's got to be at, at the least, he's got to be at number two. I would be at, uh, I can deal with Drew at number one, Bray at two, Brody at three, and then, you know, I, yeah, Karrion Cross at four, and Dom and, uh, and, Dom and uh, Pat McAfee at five. All right. I mean, do you agree with the five that I have? I just said that. I agree with the people that are on your list. I, I'm cool with the people on your list. Now, how, Drew McEnt- how can you didn't put Oscar up there? Oscar. I was thinking about putting Oscar, but but not only did she win a match, but she also lost the match. But see, so- here's the thing. Anytime I, the only time it's okay to put two people in one spot is when both of those people are in the same segment. If I was putting Dominic and Pat McAfee on this list in the same spot, you would be ranting and bitching and raving right now. I would be. Yeah. So why is it okay if you do it? You're not going to remember this anyway. You're not going to remember these power rankings. Bullshit. This is not Monday Night Raw. I'm going to remember tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Really quick. I mean, you could disagree with the, with the, with the numbering of it. But, you know, whether you felt Bray should be at one or or Drew McIntyre should be at one, let's get into the match. Let's get into Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton from last night. I thought it was the match of the entire weekend. And people and, and Bully, I know we agree on this. People bitched and moaned about the ending of that match. I thought the ending of that match was brilliant last night. Your thoughts? So for those who may not know or agree, why don't you tell us all what the ending to the match was? 
Uh, after a hard-fought match, we get Drew McIntyre beating Randy Orton with a backslide to, to you know, retain that WWE championship. Have you ever seen Ric Flair win or lose NWA World Heavyweight Championships to a backslide? I sure did. I actually tweeted out the picture in front of 43,000 fans at Texas Stadium. Ric Flair lost his NWA championship to Kerry Von Erich with a backslide. To who? Kerry Von Erich. In what state? In Texas. What state is Kerry Von Erich from? Texas. If there was ever a night where Kerry Von Erich was going to go over with his finish, it would have made sense for Kerry Von Erich to go over in Texas with his finish on Ric Flair, right? Yep. But the finish was a backslide. Why? Because it made sense. And it was a wrestling move. Last night, Randy Orton went for his biggest kill shot in the RKO. Drew went for his biggest kill shot with the Claymore. Both of them missed. Randy got caught with a wrestling move. Randy went for the RKO. Drew caught him in a counter. A wrestling move. A backslide. And all you got to get is one, two, three. Not one, two, three and a half. Not one, two, three, four. One, two, three, and it was good enough to get the win. A wrestling match that ended with a wrestling move. Perfection. You know what? I was really disappointed with a lot of people on social media last night. First of all, there were people tweeting that, like, he got beat with a small package. Listen, if you don't know what a wrestling move is, then don't tweet it out. That was a backslide that, you know, how Drew McIntyre retained that championship. And what Bully just said is the story that it's been being told. What did we just see between Edge and Randy Orton? The greatest wrestling match of all time. What was the whole story going in? Randy Orton was saying that, yes, Edge, you beat me in a brawl, but you can't out-wrestle me. I am the best wrestler. I am a better wrestler than you. And then here we are with Drew McIntyre, somebody that Randy Orton reminded a lot that got fired and wasn't good enough to stay in the WWE and then wins the championship on a fluke. And how did Drew McIntyre beat Randy Orton? Like Bully just said, with a wrestling move. And look at Randy Orton's expression when he was outside the ring. The look of shock. Like, holy shit. Drew McIntyre didn't beat me by hitting me in the, in the head with a chair. He didn't beat me by having me go through a table. He beat me with a wrestling move. And I am supposed to be the greatest wrestler. That was storytelling 101. That is really, if you sat down and watched it as a story, would almost bring a tear to your eye because Drew McIntyre beat Randy Orton at his own game. He beat Randy Orton with a wrestling move with the simplest of moves, a backslide. Amazing storytelling by Drew and Randy Orton. A masterpiece told by Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton last night. And think of the psychology and the story being told. And this is why the backslide works so much and so well. Did Drew McIntyre... <laughs> oh my god what did you say mark i'm sorry <laughs> did, 
<laughs> Did Drew McIntyre try to win the match early on? or towards the finish with a backslide, or did he try to win with a Claymore? He tried, well, no, I mean, he, he tried to win with the Claymore. Correct. It didn't work out. And Randy Orton, being a 13-time world champion and a veteran, he was able to get out of the way of the Claymore, right? Yep. I go for my kill shot. Randy countered by getting out of the way. Now, as Drew is getting up, what does Randy go for? His kill shot, yep. his RKO, and what is Drew able to do? He's able to counter the RKO with a wrestling move. It's, it's, like catch, it's called catching a quick one, just like a roll-up, <clears throat> just like an inside small package, just like any of those things. It's like when Dusty caught that inside small package on Flair to win the NWA Heavyweight Champion. Chip, you win with wrestling moves. You don't always need to win with your finish. If you're going to win with something else, it better be a good wrestling move. Last night it was, and it worked, and nobody can tell me differently. And I can't wait to hear what Drew McIntyre has to say tonight on Monday Night Raw after getting that win. And all the people who are saying that was a cheap win. That was a, how, oh, come on, cheap. That, what a great match. And it, go F yourselves. Go F yourselves. Honest to God. Then you're not a fan of pro wrestling. If you're bitching about the end of that match, then you don't know pro wrestling. That was a... Randy Orton says he's the best technical wrestler ever. And he loses with a backslide. A backslide. This, this speaks volumes to fans who are all about moves and spots. What I believe is a little bit of a younger demographic wrestling fan or a newer school wrestling fan as opposed to a little bit of a more mature wrestling fan, a truly smarter wrestling fan who gets it. You don't need 19 claymores because when the story is right, all you need is one great backslide. That wasn't a cheap win. That was one of the most credible wins, if not the most credible win of his career. Drew beat the best wrestler on the planet with a wrestling counter move. And Genius. it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And go back and listen, listen, I know I'm, I'm upset and I'm angry and I'm saying, go F yourself. I really, honestly, I don't mean to say that. I want the nation to go back and watch that match again with clearer vision and clearer eyes. You know what? And maybe do yourself a favor and go back and watch Kerry Von Erich and Ric Flair in front of 43,000 fans at Texas Stadium because Bully's right. You know, Kerry Von Erich didn't win with the discus punch. He won with the backside. And again, it was what happened afterwards. The match is over. They're celebrating. Kerry Von Erich's winning that NWA championship. And, and Ric Flair steps to Kerry Von Erich and was like, you got me. You got me, but I'll be back. Like, you got me tonight. You got me tonight. He wasn't selling. He wasn't like on the floor outside the ring. Like, what just happened to me? I, uh. No, he's like, shit, the kid got me. The kid got me. You, you bested me. You beat me at my own game. Listen, pal, I'll be back and I'll be back for that NWA championship. 
Go back and watch that match and look at the expression on Randy Orton's face. He wasn't dazed from a Claymore. He wasn't outside the ring selling from getting a Claymore. He was like, holy shit, the kid got me. He outsmarted me. How did I let that happen? How did I not see that coming? He countered my RKO and he beat me. That that That's what you call selling is the expression on Randy's face last night when that match was over. And if you were paying attention, there was one second in time. Did you see Randy give Drew the nod? Yes. As if yep. to say, you caught me. Gave him that little nod, just like Pi May gave to the uh, Tibetan monk or whatever it was. Just gave him a slight enough nod of acknowledgement. You got me tonight, but I'll be back tomorrow. Great finish because it does not hurt randy orton at all and the simplicity of the finish gets drew over even more make sure you check out rick hamler and antonio daniels on give and go that's not what i'm saying you know what i'm saying mm. Mm. we have entered the twilight zone 43 <laughs> minutes into the show i'm a little bit of a rebel here stand up sit down and put your arms out huh i love you and i so appreciate your call but come on bro give and go <laughs> 1 to 4 p.m. Eastern, weekdays on Sirius XM NBA Radio. Sirius 207, XM86. You know, talking about Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton and the brilliance that was that match, let's go out to Bruce in Connecticut. Bruce, what did you want to say about McIntyre and Orton from last night? Good morning, guys. How's it going? Uh, Bully, hope you're still alive over there. I'm doing um, good. That was, it, was a, it was a pretty big shot, but I'm all right. I might be slurring <laughs> a little bit. Hey. Good to hear. Good to hear you're still breathing. Can we just take a moment to just like preach about how amazing that match was? I mean, from start to finish, Orton was playing mind games with McIntyre. He was acting like, "Oh, I got this, I got this," and then all of a sudden, he never saw it coming. The pin, and it was just, it was. Dave, you called it. I would agree with you 100. percent It was match of the year. They were physical. They told the story. They wanted to beat the shit out of each other, and it was phenomenal. Yeah, Bruce, I can't say enough good things about it. Uh, you know, people can bitch and moan about the backslide, but when Randy Orton is saying he's the best wrestler and he got just done having the greatest wrestling match of all time, and then he loses with one of the most simple maneuvers like the backslide and doesn't see it coming... I mean, to me, that's a great story. I mean, amazing. Let's go back out to the Busted Open Nation. The calls are coming in, 877-344-4893, 877-FIGHT-93. Let's go out to Malik in South Florida. What's going on, Malik? Good morning, guys. Uh, I want to throw some things at you, and let me know what you think. Um, first of all, i got to bite my tongue about Pat McAfee. Um, man. McAfee. The, Pat McAfee. Uh, yeah, Pat, Pat, Pat McAfee, excuse me. Um, I was impressed. Um, let me throw some things out there. One, what do you think about Goldberg versus uh, Pat? And I say that because I saw some wrestling fans saying that his, uh, his debut or his first match was better than, better than what Goldberg did. That could draw some heat where they could have a match. Number Please. two, what about... Karrion Cross versus Goldberg. If Keith Lee is moving up to Raw, 
and there's no one really legit enough to go against Karrion Cross. maybe Goldberg can pick him out. And three, uh, about Bray, oh, about the Dave, if I had any more tequila left, I'd give it to you. Yeah, go ahead, Malik. What's the it, third it, one? And, and wait, wait, Malik, before you go with your third point, if you mention Go, I know Goldberg. I don't okay, want a no, third no, no. point with Goldberg. No, no, no. I'm done with. I'm done with that. I'm okay. Gonna, All right, good. You might, you might like, the, you might like this third one. I don't know. I hope so because I don't like the first two. But go ahead. Probably not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dave. Uh, okay. No, go third. ahead. Go ahead. Love you. Okay, so you know how back in the day it was the urn that had the con- the con- kind of the control over Undertaker and Kane. Uh-huh. What if we we saw a vignette or something like that of the Fiend using the Universal Title as a control to control that um, that that Mister Rogers Bray Wyatt and uh, the Bray Wyatt who is the leader of the Wyatt family because we did see him resurrected in their uh, in their match uh, in the in the Swamp match. So what if the Fiend uses that title and now instead of having the Fiend wrestle in traditional wrestling matches. Now you see all three personalities coming out with that universal title. So now if you want to put him in a, in a cinematic mode, you have universal champion Fiend. If you want a traditional Malik. wrestling match, you resurrect Bray Wyatt. And Malik, sir. On him. Have, yes, sir. Malik, I, I just have one question for you. Do you sniff glue? <laughs> Oh, you don't like those? No, Malik. I don't like, I got to be honest, I don't (laughs) like any of them. I don't like, Malik, and I love you. You're a Loyal Nation member. But listen, if you don't have anything to say, you don't, you're not required to call. You don't have to call. Like, you know, like if you legitimately have a reason to pick up the phone and call, please call it. But you don't have to call. So if you don't, if if you don't have anything, just don't call. Just listen to the show. <laughs> hey, like I got, Twitter, Twi- just just check this out. Went to the Twitter machine real quick. Anthony just sent us a video of Sting winning his first World Heavyweight Championship by countering Ric Flair's Figure Four into a small package. A wrestling maneuver by a wrestler beat another wrestler. Backslide for the win, baby. This is Nicole Auerbach, and I want to invite you inside the Coaches Clubhouse, a brand new podcast from SiriusXM that examines what drives coaches on and off the sidelines. We talk to coaches from all different sports and all walks of life about their passion for the profession, their mentors, philosophies, and stories, and also what they care about when they're outside the spotlight. We'll give you a unique perspective on some of the greats in their profession, from Olympic coaches to Super Bowl champions and everyone in between. New episodes out every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. You know, we had the 70th anniversary show where Cody and Nick Aldis wrestled, and again, the match that they had it all in. And to answer your question, you asked, how did that match end at all in? And it was Aldis went for the sunset flip. Cody sat on it, grabbed the legs, got the win, got the victory, and won the NWA championship. When talking about some of the most basic maneuvers in the history of pro wrestling, you would say a sunset flip fits into that category, right? Yes. Nick Aldis goes for a sunset flip, and Cody Rose count, Rhodes counters it and stacks him for a one-two-three. That is as simplistic as it gets. 
And what did 11,400 people do when Cody got the one, two, three? Cheered. Went batshit crazy. Yep. But, but last night's backslide wasn't good enough for Drew to go over. Drew didn't need to lay out Randy Orton. Drew didn't need to kill Randy Orton. Drew didn't need to do any of that stuff. Because Drew can look at Randy Orton and go, I didn't do to you what you did to Ric Flair. I did something worse. I beat you with the wrestling hold. You pride yourself on being such a great wrestler, Randy Orton. You pride yourself on being better than a Ric Flair. Well, I out-wrestled you last night. If wrestling fans can't see that, I suggest that they remove their head from their own asses. It'll help you to see better. But I also, you know, Dave, in a weird way, I kind of understand. Because as wrestling, if wrestling fans are brought up, brought up on move, 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 spot, 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 they're going to look at last night and may not be able to appreciate it. I, I, you know what? I get what you're saying, Bully, and, but here, here's where I'm going to counter, and this is what really gets me upset with a lot of the people that are being critical of this match. You said they got their head up their ass and they can't see. Well, I guess when you have your head up your ass, you can't see and you can't hear. Listen to the promos that Randy was saying. What did Randy say to Edge after Edge beat him? He said, you beat me in a fight. But you could never beat me in a wrestling match because I am a better wrestler than you are. What did Drew McIntyre do last night? He beat Randy at his own game. He beat him in a wrestling match and he beat him with a simple wrestling maneuver. He didn't beat him in a fight. He beat him in a wrestling match. So everything that Randy was preaching the edge came back and bit him in the ass because Drew McIntyre, this guy who was fired from the company and wasn't good enough and got a second chance and won the championship on a fluke, beat Randy Orton in a wrestling match with a wrestling move. If that is not a story, then you don't know what a story is. I'm sorry, but fundamentally, what pro wrestling is, is storytelling. What I mean, everybody comes on the air. They love calling in and say, God, Randy Orton's great. Man, what a great storyteller Randy Orton is. Boy, his promos are fantastic. He's so good on the mic. He's so good on the mic, but you're not listening to what he's saying. Because if you were listening to what he was saying, everything that happened in that match last night made sense. And believe me, Drew McIntyre beating Randy Orton with a backslide was a hundred times better than him beating him with a Claymore. Amen. There's nothing left to say. And you know, and, and you know what? I always like to quote unquote challenge the fan base. And when I say challenge, I don't mean in a in an argumentative way or in a uh, you know yelling and screaming if you did not like that finish last night i know we're coming to the end of the show tomorrow uh (laughs) if you did not like the 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 backslide finish to orton and drew mcintyre 
please call in tomorrow. We would be more than happy to discuss this with you. I want to hear legitimately genuine reasons why a wrestling fan would not like that finish. Forget about the tweeting me. Call the show. Speak with me and Dave. Debate with me and Dave. Make us see your side of the argument. I think that's make a good us, homework make assignment. A, make me and Dave go, oh, wow, you're right. Drew should have won with the Claymore instead. I, 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 you know, this Monday Night Raw tonight, they got three hours of Raw. But before or after Raw, please, for those who didn't like the finish... And listen, yeah, it's not just fans. Like, a lot of these dirt sheet riders, too, are like, oh, what a weak finish to a great match. I challenge anybody. You could be somebody that writes for a dirt sheet and you've been doing it for 10 years. Do me a favor. Go back as your homework assignment. Go back and watch that match. Watch the match. And then come on here tomorrow. We're not going to kill you. We're not going to rip you apart. I know I'm a little upset today. But you know what? It's going to be 48 hours removed. Do me a favor. We will debate you. Come on the air. We'll give you the platform. We'll give you the time. There you go. Tell me why you didn't think that was a good end to that match last night. Agreed, Bully? 1,000%. And on a final note for me, bravo to Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre for having the balls to go with that finish. Knowing how the wrestling community is today and the yep. backlash that they might face Bravo to those guys for having guts. And you know what? Bravo to the producer or to the agent, to the fucking genius who probably came up with it if those two guys didn't. I know how things work. That was a great team effort between Orton, McIntyre, and whoever the producer was because that was a great piece of business. Ballsy. And you know what? Drew McIntyre is a great champion to have for your brand. And I tweeted it as soon as that match was over last night. Randy Orton's top 10 all time. And that match and the match and his facial expressions proved it to me. He is one of the greatest wrestlers, Bully, to ever step into a wrestling ring. And you could debate, oh, you know, Mount Rushmore, top 10 this, top 10 that. Randy Orton is 10, is one of the 10 greatest wrestlers of all time. And all the proof is in the pudding, Bully. Go back and watch that mass, match last night and tell me he's not one of the greatest to ever step into a ring. I didn't even need to watch the match from last night to know that Randy Orton, Randy Orton is one of the best at what he does. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.